Steve and Andy meet Batman, episode 12, The Foggiest Notion. Alright, we are back for another episode the same week. We're on fire. I know. This has to be like the quickest succession of episodes. For any podcast ever, I think. Any, yeah, I know. Well, I any know. podcast hosted by two guys named Steve and Andy about Batman. This is the quickest turnaround. It, is, it has to be. You know, I was, a little, <laughs> I was a little worried about... Because we're actually going to do three episodes this week. Because um, we're talking right now about the Londinium story arc. It's a three-part... I call it episode. the Londinium trilogy. That's, that's right. That's a, good, that's a good thing to call it. That, that's fitting. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy or the original Star Wars trilogy, but much better, actually. Yeah, I know it is much better. It is. We thought we we don't want to make people wait for this because it's just cruel to make people wait three weeks to get this whole trilogy. So what we thought exactly we'll just I release agree. them all the same week. But I was a little worried because I thought could people handle three episodes of Steve and Andy meet Batman in the same week? That is kind of pushing it when you think about it. That's why, like the Lord of the Rings, they spaced them a year apart. We kind of question whether or not we should space it a year apart. I, I, you know what? It might have been better, but here we are. We're doing the second episode of three, and the next one, the third one, will, will be released later this week. I know it's insanity, and you know what? Even either more, even more insanity with the with the Londinium trilogy. What's that? The trilogy of the trilogy of Burt Ward songs. That's true. Not only do you get three Londinium episodes in the same week, we are giving you three hit Burt Ward songs. And let me tell you, Boy Wonder, I Love You is already a hit. The people are talking it about it. People are loving all, it. It's all over the internet. It's all it over really the internet. It really is. Speaking of the internet, I have a few sites to mention that I think everyone will enjoy. Um, the first one is called Batman Obviously, and it's located at BatmanObviously.com. Obviously. <laughs> I know. They also do a podcast, and it's not just about Batman. It's, uh, they talk about um, other comic book-related movies and comics, and it's a fun podcast. You guys should check it out. And uh, I like their blog, too. They wrote us a very kind review. We have good chemistry. And yeah. We do, because so. I've known Andy for many years, actually. You, I've known you pretty much your entire life. I know, this is true. So that's where the <laughs> chemistry comes from. Yes, thanks to BatmanObviously.com. And check him out. Check him out. Obviously. Obviously. I'd like to thank Batmania.co.uk. They are a site that I frequent. And uh, basically they have guides, trivia... Everything you want to know, but we're too afraid to ask about the Batman TV show 1966. It's a great website. Exactly. Um, and a lot, of th a lot of things about the show I am afraid to ask. I know. A lot of things about the show I'm afraid to know. But you know what? Yeah. Go to that website and, and learn. The UK, so if anyone in the UK is listening, we still don't know what a sticky wicket is, by the way. And I bet they're loving the London Meme trilogy. <laughs> you know they are. You know they are. He said he liked Wait, the first episode, so... Don't you think it's weird that we get the link in the UK Batman website the same week that we're doing the London Meme trilogy? No, I don't think it's weird, and I don't think it's a coincidence either. I don't either. All right. We are we are about the level of the Beatles over there, though. Really? We're we that are. popular. We are. If they, if they were doing episodes of Batman today... 
in the first of the Londinium trilogy, he'd be wear- Robin would be wearing glasses, acting like he was doing a podcast, and and, and Bruce would have called him uh, Steve, not Ringo. He's <laughs> like, nice going, Steve. Sure to stick around after we review this week's episode because there's another Burt Ward hit song that we'll be listening to and reviewing. So stick around. It's worth it. It's worth listening to all the painful moments in the middle of the podcast to get to something good at the end. Yeah, exactly. The beginning's pretty good. The middle is, eh, you know. But And the ending with the Burt Ward song. Classic. Classic. Instant so, classic. Thanks again to Batman, obviously, and Batmania.co.uk. I should mention Batmania.co.uk. There is a dash between Bat and Mania. So... Well, there should be. Keep that in mind when you go visit their website. All right, are you ready to get into this week's episode, part two of the Londinium Trilogy? Yes. Let's do it. All right, we are on season three, episode 12, and it's called The Foggiest Notion. And that, You know what? That It doesn't really fit this episode, because no one has a foggy, a foggy notion. notion, but... It's fitting because it's a pun on a on fog. On fog, fog yeah. So. I, I was actually wondering if the if Lou Reed was a fan of the Batman TV series, saw this episode, and decided to write a song called "The Foggy Notion" for yeah. the Velvet Underground. You know he did. You know that's not even a question. He did. Yes, the answer that's... is yes. So, do you have some information about this week's episode? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course I do. Um, it uh, its original air date November thirtieth, nineteen sixty seven. Uh, it was directed again by Oscar Rudolph, who directs pretty much all of them. It seems like it, at least. And it was written by Elkin Allen and Charles Hoffman. Open on another crystal clear day in Londinium, which is, of course, a crack at the weather in London. Whoever wrote this episode must have been really offended by someone in London. because They, they hate the British. They really do. We see inside Superintendent Watson's office. Batman and Robin are there. If you remember last time... They were in the Batcave, trapped in deadly fog, we can only assume, but somehow they escaped. And apparently Batman used his general emergency bat extinguisher. And it's a good thing he had that on him as well. Oh, I know. He never goes anywhere without it. He doesn't leave the country without it, obviously. He refuses to. He refuses to leave the country without it. He won't even go to Canada without it. <laughs> they say that they pretty much know that Lord Fogg is behind the murders. But Superintendent Watson is not buying it. And his reason for this, despite all the evidence that Batman and Robin have, is, look, Lord Fogg has the gout. He's got a bad case of the gout. He's not committing these crimes. And they, no wonder... We know OJ. OJ got off the first time because he had the gout. <laughs> That's because Superintendent Watson was the prosecutor. And no, no wonder you know, they can't solve this crime because Watson is so easily duped. He just refuses to believe that someone with the gout is committing crimes. But Batman says, maybe it's all just an act. Logical, logical. Uh, Watson mentions, well, if it's all an act, then why did Lady Peasoup invite Barbara to teach at the school? When it, last episode, by the way, Lady Peasoup did indeed invite Barbara to become a temporary faculty member at the school. We... It's it's really unclear as to why she did that. Uh, There's a lot of like things that I don't really understand about this trilogy <laughs> of episodes and why they ultimately did these things. Uh, Watson 
another reason he doesn't want to uh, pursue this lead that Batman has is he's, he just doesn't want to offend Lord Fogg. He said, look, we can't be offending one of the number one or, or one of the biggest aristocrats in all of Londinium. Yeah, Londinium's hate hate to offend others. I know. Lord Watson, he's he's kind of a pushover, really. He's, he is, he is. He's no Gordon. <laughs> that's that's true. He's no Batman, that's definitely true. I know. He needs a no hair. That's what he needs. Just then, Barbara comes in, and she's got a package with her, and you know what that means. That's right, the package contains a bomb. It uh, starts smoking, and uh, Batman, he seems really nonchalant. He's like, okay... It's Batman, <laughs> okay, this parcel is about to explode. Let's all just back away. And then we cut to the theme. Uh, after the theme, we see the box has exploded, and it looks a little charred. Inside the box, there are three silver bells. Uh, Barbara asks, what could these bells mean? Batman says, well, they're probably a clue. And, and <laughs> then Robin says, yeah, yeah, they could be a clue, but maybe they're a come on. What did Batman mean by that? I don't know. But Batman well, agreed. He's like, we learn a we learn a lot about Robin in these three episodes. That's true. So possibly either they are a clue or a come on. I don't know. A, a strange come on if they were to actually be a come on. I don't know. I mean, if I liked someone, I don't know if I'd send them an exploding package with three silver bells inside. But well, are are you a super criminal and or Robin? No, that's true. I am neither that- one of those. Um, apparently there is a famous pub located by the docks called the Three Bells. Watson says that the hippies have pretty much taken over the place, you know, the mod scene. Doesn't Watson know that Batman is a flower child? Well, Hippies love Batman. Or do they? Or do they? Because, well, American hippies love Batman, I think. Right. Mods hate Batman. I think Watson seems a little bit bitter because I think the Three Bells used to be his favorite pub and then all those hippies started coming in, ruining the vibe there and he had to find a different place. At least they're not surfers. Oh god, because yeah, hippies I can deal with, but if a bunch of surfers come in, I'm finding a new pub. It's over. They'll they'll be talking into their hot dogs. (laughs) They'll be wearing their baggies. There's no end. They'll be riding hot combers all over the place. In public. In public. I know. In public. Can you imagine seeing a hot comber in public? <laughs> no, I can't. Not in this day and age. Shooting the curl. Oh, Shooting God. the curl. So why would a criminal mastermind be interested in the docks? Well, Watson says... Why Robin's interested in the docks. <laughs> Watson said that, uh, that there's a ship set to leave this afternoon full of materials from Barnaby Street. And what are these materials? Well, they're basically fashion-related things, skirts, things of that nature. What I want to know is, how did Watson know this? How did he know that... He's hip to the fashion scene in London. He is. He he read it on londiniumfashion.com. He's pretty fashionable. If you look at his garb, he's pretty fashionable. That's true. So you think he keeps up with all the shipments. He checks the internet every morning. He he wants to know when things are coming and going as far as fashion goes in Londinium. Yeah. Well, you can tell he's swinging because he's got that red phone before Batman even showed up. Yeah, oh, he... Well, he is swinging, as we'll see in the next episode, actually. So stay tuned. Meanwhile, at Fog Place, Lady Fog... 
or sorry, Lord Fog and Lady Pea Soup are discussing their plans. Pea Soup wants to know why they're still planning on stealing the materials when the main goal was to steal the crown jewels. And see, this is another classic villain mistake. He had a good plan, right? We even talked about how oh, good yeah, he Oh, yeah, yeah. He had a good plan. And now he's going for something insane. I mean, stealing these materials... They're nothing. Steal yeah. the jewels. Focus on the jewels. Focus on the thing that's worth the most. He's getting sidetracked. And he says, well, we, we need to steal these materials because I want to control the fashion world of Londinium. Why? Joker wanted to be king of the surfers. Louis the Lilac wanted to be king of the hippies. Why does this guy want to be king of the fashion? You know what? There's no good re I was trying to think. I was racking my brain. Trying to think of why Lord Fogg, of all people, would want to be the king of the fashion world. And I could not come up with an answer. Do you think maybe he watches a lot a lot of uh, top model? Maybe in America's next top model? It's possible. It's, he wants to be the next Tyra Banks. Yeah. He's, he, he's got it in his mind that he is Tyra Banks, and nothing that will could stop be him. It. That could be it. My other thought was that these guys, these criminals, are such losers that they want to feel important. So they want to be king of something. And if it's king of the surfers, king of the fashion world, that's good enough for them. At least someone's paying attention. <laughs> so Barbara shows up while Fog and Pea Soup are talking. And she's there to accept the teaching job. I have no idea why she would accept that. She has a job in Gotham. A good job. Oh, she's, she's a librarian. A librarian. Yeah. Why would she want to... Does she even have her credentials to be a teacher? She went to college, so I guess so. That's good enough. Lady Peasoup was pretty impressed by that. She was. She but really was. Just all the paperwork, the visas, the... The, oh yeah, everything. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of paperwork involved. Why would she want to get into that? I never saw anyone draw up any paper. Did Did uh, Penelope P. Soup actually think that Babs was going to come back and say, "I want the job"? Did she draw up the contracts already? You know what? It doesn't matter because who's going to arrest her? Watson. That's true. No, he, he doesn't he want to offend her. Yeah, he doesn't want to offend anybody. Meanwhile, in the dock in front of the bar, Batman and Robin show up. Robin's like, all right, let's go into the pub. But Batman stops him. He says, no, there are strict licensing laws in this country. You can't just go into a, a pub. You know, you're too young. Robin, of course, is really disappointed. He thought he was going to get to hit on some hot ladies. Maybe maybe guys. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I like that Batman said he wasn't mod enough. Yeah. Because you're not old enough and you're not mod enough. That's true, and Robin is very put out by that, because we all know that Robin likes to think of himself as a very mod young man, but yes. Batman puts him down. Batman is constantly putting Robin down. Well, I know. He's a, he, he wants to be so mod, he goes out and he buys all the Who 45s when they come out. <laughs> but he's It not still doesn't work for him. Yeah, well, obviously. He's not mod enough. Ba Batman says, wait by the Batmobile. Uh, Batman then enters the pub. It's totally swinging. Filled with mods and hippies. Batman looks totally disgusted. He does. He hates mods. Lord Fogg is there. Uh, having a drink with some pals. Look like mods. I think Lord Fogg maybe fits in well to this scene. I don't know. Uh, Lord Fogg asks Batman if he'd like to join him in a drink. Batman says, no, I, I don't drink. Reasonable, since he is on the job at this point, you know. That's, I didn't think about that history. He actually is working. Does he get a paycheck? 
Does he get like some sort of like uh I wanna know, does he get a paycheck from Gotham? I I don't think so. I think he gets he part of he gets part of the egg tax in Gotham. I think they, they ship that over to Batman. <laughs> the ten cents per egg eaten. You know what? I think this is off top. This is relating to another one of our episodes, uh, the Egghead episodes. But I think O'Hara is still collecting that egg tax for himself. They I never stopped it. He did, I bet he is too. Anyway, Batman says he doesn't drink. Lord Fogg says, "Well, then why are you in this pub?" Logical question. Uh, Batman comes back with, well, you can answer that better than I can. <laughs> really that weird. Was like a, that was a major snap. <laughs> I know. Well, apparently it was because just then someone smashes Batman over the head with a beer bottle. A fight breaks out. Really strange way to start a fight. Uh, <laughs> Batman's taking on all the mods in the pub. He's swinging from the chandelier, busting up everything in sight, tables, what, what have you. Uh, this whole time, the bartender's just standing idly by, watching. He doesn't bother to call the police. Batman takes a chair to the back of the head. He gets captured. It turns out Lord Fogg is paying off all the mods. And he's got Batman cornered. Batman is in a pretty sticky wicket right now. He is, he is. If, if anything would be a sticky wicket, it would be that. Outside the pub, uh, Robin's waiting, looking very impatient. He's pretty pissed off. He wanted to go in. Uh, just then, Pea Soup and the girls from the school show up. Uh, the girls are fawning over Robin. And really, who? what young girl wouldn't fawn over Robin? <laughs> I who wouldn't? Know. Especially in those shorts. I wouldn't call those shorts. That's a stretch. Those are underwear. He's wearing what? underwear. Do you think he wears <laughs> underwear underneath that? Uh, no. Answer. No, 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 I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't. Uh, Robin sees them. Of course, he freaks out. And what do you do when you see a gang of, of women? Well, you run to the nearest telephone pole, you grab an axe, and you cut the nearest boat loose from the dock. For, why was there an axe just sitting there? That's how Londinium is that crazy. It is. You need, axe, you need an axe handy at all times. It is a wacky town, obviously. Because he just cuts this boat loose from the dock, and it was the boat containing all the goods that uh, Pea Soup was about to steal. Did Robin know that, or was he just randomly cutting a boat loose? Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. But no one was in the boat, apparently, because it just drifts idly out into the bay. Yeah. Don't, they what about some... the people that own that stock? What are they What are, What are they thinking right now? They, they're in the pub. They're in the pub. Robin tries to escape, but can't. Uh, the girls jump him. Robin mentions how he can't fight a female, which... Little bit of a continuity error because I do believe that he fights the siren a few episodes ago. And he's definitely fought yeah. Catwoman, so. Yeah. Uh, they take Robin away. We cut to a dirt road nearby Fog Place. Uh, Barbara's there meeting up with Alfred. Uh, she says that she suspects the school. It's not exactly a school, that it's basically a front for a criminal organization. And that uh, Prudence may have motives of her own if. If you don't remember, Prudence is the niece of Pea Soup and Lord Fogg. Uh, Alfred says, well, all right, let's go call the authorities, you know. Let's let's tell Watson and Gordon about this. Barbara says, no, I don't think so. I'm going to check this out on my own. She suspects that Lord Fogg's cricket pavilion may hold the answer to this whole mystery. 
And why wouldn't it? You know what? If if I have secrets to hide, I'm gonna put them in my cricket pavilion. Cause no nobody plays cricket, right? That's I don't not that I know. Did you notice that the uh, the suitcase that Alfred gave that Alfred gave Barbara? Yeah. Had the bet symbol on it. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all, is it? I mean, I wonder yeah, what's no. in that suitcase. <laughs> she, she, that's her regular suitcase too. She just carries that around everywhere. Yeah, they are. Are you back, girl? No, no. I just I'm a big fan. I'm, I, a big I, fan. I'm just a fan. That's right. That's right. Barbara tells Alfred to tell Gordon that she'll be staying a little later than expected. And also to alert Batman. Why Batman would care that Barbara's staying later than expected, I don't know. Later, we see Batgirl, and she's breaking into the Cricket Pavilion in Fog Place. Inside the Cricket Pavilion, she sees all of the stolen goods, the snuff boxes, the Easter eggs, other valuable, odd items. Prudence sees Batgirl break in, and she releases some gas, which paralyzes Batgirl. Back in the pub, Lord Fog has Batman tied up. Uh, he is assuming that Lady Pea Soup has been successful and the cargo is stolen, and that he now is the king of fashion. He's aiming high. Yeah, I know. He, you know what? His, his expectations are pretty high, I think. Lord Fogg then reverses Batman's memory. So Batman has forgotten everything. He he doesn't even know who he is anymore. He doesn't even remember Fogg's villainy. That's that's right. And how could you forget Fogg's villainy, really? I know. It would be burned on my memory. Lord Fogg's goons say the only sensible thing I've heard anyone say this entire episode, which is, why, why don't we just kill Batman now? Why, why leave him here? Lord Fogg says, no, 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 don't worry about it. And, and he leaves. He, he doesn't care. Batman gets up. He's in a total stupor. He stumbles outside the pub. Just then Alfred runs up. He used the, the Batman locator, which is very handy. Uh, early GPS, really, I think. That is a, yeah. yeah. Who invents these things? Is, did, did Alfred invent that? And if so, does he get money, like cash back on every GPS sold? Because he obviously invented the GPS. No, yeah, he invents the GPS, but Batman keeps the patents to himself. And Alfred, he has no idea how the patent system works in America. He doesn't know. That's true. He probably could doesn't. be a billionaire. He could be richer than Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne is preventing that from happening. What? It's just another example of how Bruce Wayne is a total douche. If you exactly. had any doubt before. That right there. Alfred is a genius. And Bruce and, and Bruce keeps all the money for himself. And he makes <laughs> Alfred be his butler. And he makes Alfred clip coupons and go to the Super Saver specials on Thursday. I know, that's ridiculous. So Alfred runs up. Batman can't remember who he is, who Alfred is. So Alfred takes him back to the Batcave. Luckily, they brought him along their, their recollection cycle Bat Restorer, which Alfred uses on Batman, and Batman immediately regains his memory. Meanwhile, in the office of Superintendent Watson, this is just a funny little scene, O'Hara is there. The reason he's there is because Gordon wants O'Hara to personally... Deliver the minutes of the commissioner convention back to Gotham City. It, what a total waste. Mail Can he just fax them? I, yeah. Email them to O'Hare, have them print them up. The corruption is rampant in in Gotham, obviously. If you know, O'Hare's coming all the way over here. It's it's ridiculous. And O'Hara says some racist remark about Irish people, no doubt. This is 
O'Hare coming over just to pick up those notes is a waste of taxpayers' money. But do you think that Gordon cares? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's wasting taxpayer money over in London. He's exactly. Wasting, yeah. Let, no, in Londinium. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Londinium. Just then the bat phone rings, and it's Batman. He tells them that the boat and Robin have gone missing, and that Lord Fogg is behind the whole thing, which he knew episodes ago. <laughs> Alfred tells Batman that Batgirl is over at the finishing school in Fogg Place. We cut the fog place. Pea Soup has Robin and Batgirl. Batgirl's completely paralyzed. She has the girls take them down to the dungeon. Just then Lord Fog calls. He's kind of checking up. He wants to know how things are going. Um, he's a little disappointed that the boat is now just drifting away to sea. But he is happy that Batgirl has been caught. And, and for, Robin. For, yeah, for someone who wanted to be the king of fashion, when he finds out that he won't be the king of fashion, he's just like, eh. All right, let's move on. He doesn't seem that distraught over it. No, he's not, because he, I don't think he really cared all that much. I don't think. He I think cared. he just wanted to be king of something. He did, and if he can be king of killing Robin, he'll he's fine with that. Yeah. So uh, he says, "I have a different plan for Robin. Don't take him down to the dungeon." Uh, we cut back to the Batcave. Batman is using the Bat computer. Reluctantly, a- reluctantly using it. Yeah, because Batman likes to say when he solves a crime, look, I did this on my own intuition. No no help. No computer helped me. But the bat computer's not working as it should because Alfred says maybe, you know, the trip on the boat, you know, messed it up a little bit. So Batman just smacks to the side a few times and it starts working. And by the way, if your computer at home is not working, if maybe this podcast isn't playing like it should, just just smack it a few times and it'll start working. That's what I do. I just smack it. Then it spits out an answer, which is winch. Batman thinks, oh, it's still broken, but Alfred says no. There's a famous winch inside Londinium Bridge. I almost said London. Inside Londinium Bridge. And it the it raises up the bridge for when uh, boats can go underneath. Which is kind of cool. That's probably actually true about London Bridge. At the bridge, Robin is tied up to the very winch that the Bat computer just informed Batman of. Lord Fogg plans to have the winch tear Robin apart when it opens. Which is pretty gruesome for this TV show. It really is. What if it happened? What if Batman hadn't made it there on time? Would they have shown Robin would have been torn apart. They would have shown it in all its bloody glory on NBC TV. Uncensored. Uncensored. Uncensored, yeah. Uh, so we we see the bridge opening just as Batman pulls up in the Batmobile. He then fires this the anti mechanical bat ray at the bridge, and which stops which stops it immediately. Stops it. It's a good thing he had it. Again, another priceless invent, invention that Alfred invented. Exactly, and Alfred is a butler. It's a shame, really. Batman it then is. runs inside the bridge and releases Robin. Uh, Lord Fogg shows up. He leaves. So he's there. He ties Robin up. He goes outside. Don't go outside. Stay in there. I mean, just watch it happen. Make sure. But anyway, Lord Fogg is back, and he's got some goons. Of course, a fight breaks out, because anytime you have goons and Batman and Robin in the same room, there's always going to be a fight. Yeah, they're always going to fight, yeah. Batman throws a barrel at a guy's head. 
Usually, if there's a barrel laying around, it's getting thrown at some guy's face. When Bat when Batman's involved, yes, that's gonna happen. Uh, Robin's swinging around from ropes, kicking guys in the face. Just then, Lord Fog lights up his pipe, which he always likes to do when he's in a sticky wicket, just light up a pipe. <laughs> he loves to toke it up. <laughs> it fills the room with smoke. Batman and Robin are all confused. Uh, Batgirl is still in the dungeon, still paralyzed. Who knows? She might be dead. She might be paralyzed for life. That is the end of the episode. What a cliffhanger. It is. That's quite a cliffhanger. This is like the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy, for sure. It is. If you, yeah, it really is, because everyone it ended on such a downer. Anyway, this was a good episode, I think. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's fun. There's a lot of filler in the Lindenium one. You can tell that there was like maybe two episodes worth of material. <laughs> so they're just like, we gotta come up with more and more stuff. I know, especially in the first episode where they're sort of giving a tour of the lawn. That was yeah. totally unnecessary. Why did they add that in? Where, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There's ton, There's lots of uh, just uh, exposition things just to uh, make it longer. That's right. Well, you gotta fill up time. You gotta fill up yes. time. All right, so we have another Burt Ward song, and I know you've all been waiting for it eagerly because the first one was such a hit, Boy Wonder I Love You. Now we have two left, and one of them is Burt Ward singing the Teenage Bill of Rights. And in my opinion, that's the best one. And we were going to do it on this episode, but I think we should save the best for last. We, gotta, we have to have a way to keep them coming back. The Teenage Bill of Rights is that. It's... So why don't you tell everybody about this week's song? Okay, uh, again, from the same sessions, produced by Frank Zappa. Right. And this, and this song is called Orange Colored Sky, and it, it, it was the B-side to Boy Wonder I Love You. So Teenage Bill of Rights actually wasn't released. Um, but uh, they but said it was... It anyway. Yeah, exactly, I know. Well, I'm friends with uh, Frank Zappa, even though uh, he's, been yeah. dead for, he's been dead for years. <laughs> the ghost of Frank Zappa loves the yeah. show. <laughs> he does, he does. He's a subscriber. He wrote a review on iTunes, I think. <laughs> But uh, it's orange color. It's it's actually a cover. I don't know who initially did orange colored sky. But it doesn't matter because this is obviously the superior. This is it. This is like the standard. It's kind of like the song New York, New York. Everyone thinks of it as a Frank Sinatra song, but actually Liza Minnelli did it first. So uh, <laughs> so this is the same thing with this. But it's called Orange Colored Sky, and uh, uh, it it's it's again again produced by Frank Zappa in the same session, and it was the B side. All right, here we go. I was walking along, minding my business, went out of an orange colored sky. Flash, bam, alakazam, wonderful Spin. And I 
to shout. Oh, I was shouting. Oh, oh, I was shouting stuff like, this is it. I, I've been hit. I didn't know what kind of trip I was on. Hot job. Sky. And obviously, Burt Ward was highly intoxicated when that was recorded. I think, uh, I mean, you can tell these are Frank Zappa produced songs because it sounds, I do think it sounds like stuff from Absolutely Free. He even says Hacha, which they would say Mother's Invention songs. Hacha. So, an interesting song, to say the least. Burt Ward, not the greatest singer of all time. This was before <laughs> Auto Tune. I think if this yeah. were recorded today, he would they would use the T Pain effect on his voice. <laughs> today, T Pain would have produced it. <laughs> Some interesting lines. Uh, he he mentions he was drinking in sunshine, a reference to his alcohol problem, no doubt. Exactly. I actually found out who was the original. Well, okay, the most famous version of Orange Colored Sky was by uh, Nat King Cole. Well, you mean besides the Burt Ward version? Besides Burt, yeah, besides yeah. the Burt Ward one. That would, yeah. Burt Ward, the most, and then Nat King Cole. It's, it's a really weird song. I have, it, it, and again, it's, it's unclear whether he's singing this song to a female or a male, because he does say, boy, I was shouting. I was shouting stuff like, this is it, I've been hit. Well, you know, that's, that's just how Burt Ward is, you know? He likes <laughs> to keep people guessing. One look and he yelled timber. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. You could. What do you think it means? The bottom fell out. What, what? Again, <sighs> what do you think these things mean? I don't want to know. I mean, I, I know. It becomes, I wanna... <laughs> it becomes crystal clear in the next episode. That's I think true. it does. At least. I true. think it does. All right. So, a good song. A good song. Catchy. Yeah, yeah. Good song. Catchy. Good song. Burt Ward should have made more than one single. He well, should have had obvious. a, yeah, obviously, like a full album, the Burt Ward Experience. <laughs> Is that what he would have called it? That's what I would have called it. <laughs> so, if if you want to download this song, it's up on the iTunes feed, and it's also on our blog, StephenAndy.blogspot.com. You can go, you can download it, and you can enjoy it yourself over and over again for the rest of your life. That's right. <laughs> And I know you will. And next week, stay tuned for the Teenage Bill of Rights. We're really oh. hyping this song up. I know. 
we are really hyping the Teenage Bill Ride. But you know what? It deserves to be hyped. It does. It, it is. It lives up to the hype. It, do, it really does. It lives up to the hype. The Teenage Bill of Rights. So that's it for this episode. There will be another episode this week. The conclusion. The stunning conclusion to the Londinium Trilogy. So st- stick around. Check out our blog. Uh, Steveandandy.blogspot.com It's been newly updated and it looks great, I think. Yeah, it looks cool. I like it. Um, we're going to start posting... Because right now all we do is basically post the, episodes. the new episodes up. So there's really not that much there. But we're going to start posting new things. Of course, all Batman-related. Um, and I think, because some people have been saying, you know, they like the show, but they want to sort of watch the episodes with us. So I think we're going to post the links to... Um, you, the YouTube links? The, yeah, because these episodes are on YouTube. You can't get them on DVD, but they are on YouTube. So either you could search YouTube... Or we'll just start posting them up on the blog. So check out our blog. Um, it's going to get much more interesting. There's going to be... A- Andy is preparing... Uh, I'll just say a little teaser. He's preparing a new post about some Batman memorabilia that you <laughs> want to check out, I'm sure. Um, no, it's basically just one piece, but I want it badly. I know. We, we, we can't reveal it yet. Check out the blog. Just... I think I'm just going to post a picture of it, because it, there's really nothing else to be said about it. That's true. I want it so badly. <laughs> so check out the blog. Um, send us emails at steveandandy at gmail.com. Uh, we've gotten some very nice emails. Someone sent us an email and said they like Andy's beard, which he recently shaved. Yeah, I know. I did it. Uh, I, I, I shaved my beard, then I went to the website, and I see that my, the Andy cartoon now has a beard. Oh, and by the way, the results are in. Five Guys is beating Bob Evans. Bob Evans. It's not looking good for Bob Evans. So if you're a Bob Evans fan, email us. Speak speak your mind. Stick up for Bob Evans. They have some good food. You know, don't get me wrong. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. At the I, end of I, the- I, I enjoy their breakfast. All right. Um, and write us iTunes reviews. And of course. Do that. I know you want to. Everybody wants to. Right but they're afraid to. Don't be afraid. It's very easy. It's very easy to do. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Andy, thanks for another great episode of the podcast. Hey, no problem. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and I will talk to you later this week. Yep. See, See ya. Winter, winter.